3: You well, always follow, the, follow money. the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Good Wednesday morning. Hour number three of Follow the Money, alongside Super Bowl champ, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback Sean King and the pride of Tulane. I am Tim Murray. You ever, uh, when you were down at Tulane, did you get on a float on Mardi Gras? Yesterday oh, yeah, was Mardi Gras. Yeah? yeah,
2: a bunch, man. Fat Tuesday. We actually uh, hydrated a little bit here in Vegas in honor of what's going on down oh, yeah? in the great city of New Orleans. Yeah. All right.
3: That's in the past. Now it's, uh, it's on to uh, Ash Wednesday and repenting. Right. Hopefully we need to.
2: Well, after some of the nefarious things that occurred yesterday in New Orleans, a little time for reflection that <laughs> is due. <laughs> um, By the uh, way, can I give a shout out? Sure. Can I give a shout out to my guy? Um, first of all, I appreciate everybody that watches the show and and, and actually interacts with us. Well, my guy at New York Mess sixteen Scott. See, he he tweeted us. He said some people can handle tough love, and some people at one time need to be coddled. So I'm just saying. Look, you know what? It's fine. Right.
3: I also don't have to respond to your text messages.
2: You're you're right. You're so right. so you're right.
3: I I just I went back and I looked at Saturday mornings. Text exchange. Six o'clock in the morning, I got a text message from Sean. What we on today?
2: All right. Move on. I'm so, over here reading about how much Joel Olstein pays himself. Just just you know. <laughs> Fifty-four million. Just rem- Jeez, just I re- gotta become a preacher, man. <laughs> just
3: remember. Maybe, maybe I won't maybe I won't send back the text, you know? I don't know. That, that's no one's listening to you. Move on. All right. Um once again, it th- there's a running bit on on our show at night where Sean calls me a bad person just you know just just pointing out some facts here factual statements all right um, a lot to get to here in hour number three the Lamar Jackson situation how is it all going to play out we're going to talk to Quadri Ismail former Baltimore Raven won a Super Bowl with that franchise works in Baltimore Uh, we'll get his thoughts on how this is all going to play out Todd Munkin introduced yesterday as the new offensive coordinator in Baltimore. Um, how does that situation, Sean, and we'll get more with it with Q here coming up in about 15 minutes, but Todd Munkin coming to Baltimore, obviously he's got a a history in the NFL, goes to uh, Georgia, wins a couple national titles. Do you think him coming to Baltimore is a good sign or a bad sign or none of the above that, things will work out with Lamar?
2: Uh, None of the above. I mean, they had to hire somebody, right? Their their coordinator stepped down. He said he wants to spend a little more time with his family, maybe move away from football for a little bit, refresh, reset. So the position was open. So Mm -hmm. you have to have an offensive coordinator. Todd Munkins coming off of two great seasons at Georgia where they won back-to-back national titles. He's a guy that was with uh, Dirk Cutter down in Tampa, so he's got NFL experience. So uh, I think this is a good hire. Especially considering that if you have a Lamar Jackson type quarterback, you know, understanding the college game and how they utilize the QB run game and design a, you know, passing game around it, especially one in Georgia where it's not a screen based gimmicky pass game. Right. It's a, a down the field, you know, well, more NFL style scheme. I, it, it makes sense.
3: Can I go ahead and put in a prop bet now that Stetson Bennett will be in camp with the Baltimore Ravens?
2: Yeah, if he can stop getting arrested in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know if the paddy wagon goes from Austin to Baltimore. That's a long drive. Yeah,
3: that is, uh, that is uh, certainly a long one there. So we'll uh, we'll get to more of the Lamar Jackson situation. I know that's kind of been the, the talk of, uh, of the sports world here or the football world, I guess I should say coming up uh, in just about 10 minutes or so. Um, you wanted to hit on this during the All-Star break because that's where we're at right now with the, uh, with the NBA season. Nate McMillan yesterday was fired by the Atlanta Hawks, and uh, you want to touch on this. So what what was your reaction to the decision to dismiss Nate McMillan?
2: Do you believe that there is truth in movies? Explain. Like, I always feel like when a movie comes out, especially when it's a sports movie, Mm -hmm. the information and research is based on actual facts that may not be known to the public. So when I saw this, the first thing I thought of was Stanley Sugarman. Does that ring a bell? Yeah. Stanley Sugarman and Vince Merrick. If you haven't seen <laughs> Adam, Sandler. Adam Sandler's movie, Hustle, <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks are really the organization that they're referring to. Because what has happened, and Ben Foster played Vince Merrick, the son of Tony Merrick, the owner of the fictional team in the movie, The Hustle, and as he was gaining power within the organization, uh, unwarranted, the way the movie actually uh, presented it, he was making bad decisions, and, and this is what's happening in Atlanta, Tim. Nick Wrestler, 27-year-old son of Hawks owner Tony Wrestler, is besties with Trey Young. Guess who Trey Young has been at issues with the entire season? Nate McMillan. So this is the same thing happening. Nate, Nick Wrestler's Vince Merrick. Now, will this turn out like it did for Vince Merrick where his sister came in and kind of pushed uh, Vince out of the way? I don't know if Nick has a sister. I don't know if this is going to work or not going to work. <clears throat> but I do believe there's a lot of truth in movies. This is a reenactment of the movie Hustle. The son of the owner is establishing his power within the organization, and he's now calling the shots. Former GM Travis Schlinke has now been put into that administrative Uh, consulting role and all because Nate Millen wants Trey Young to play within the scheme of the offense and actually play some defense.
3: Yeah, I don't know how this is going to play out. I, you know, they got, it felt like in over their skis and in 2021, making the run to the Eastern conference finals where they fell to the Milwaukee bucks, uh, Woj tweeted out Uh, The Hawks are planning a wide-ranging search, but one candidate expected to be atop the list is former Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder and certainly some others, uh, as they mentioned there. Bucks assistant Charles Lee, uh, Kenny Atkinson as well. Right now, the... It's not a good job, by the way. Atlanta Hawks are eighth in the East, 29 and 30, so they would be in the play-in tournament, uh, and they would be hosting the Washington Wizards uh, the most irrelevant franchise in all of sports. Uh, in the eight-nine play-in, you game. you
2: can't win a championship if you don't play great with great effort on defense. I agree. So anybody that takes the Hawks' job, your best player actually the Hawks doesn't would be even at Miami and doesn't even try away. and fake the fact that he's attempting to play defense. Yeah. So at least Steph tries. Don't you? Don't even put Steph in the same No, but sentence I'm similar. They're Trae both young. light skinned. They both have good hair. So, and they're yeah, one, shoot, one's shoot got one One's got two MVPs and four titles. Right. I don't
3: think they're and close. The, and the other is Trey Young. Right. So.
2: But yeah. Trey Young thinks he's Steph.
3: I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but he ain't.
2: And Nate tried to tell him, uh, slow down, that cowboy.
3: Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a, there's a a slight difference. Between... Shout out to
2: my guy, Nick Wrestler. I, I imagine one if, of, like, the I greatest the shooter of, like of all a, time. If I was the son of a guy that had enough money to, to, to purchase the Hawks. Oh, I do the same thing. <laughs> Hope it works, though, Nick. Because Vince Merrick ultimately ended up getting uh, not fired, but repositioned. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Ben Foster. He played played the heck out of that role, man. <laughs> if you haven't seen Adam Sandler's The Hustle, did you, t- you just Hustle, watch you it again? This yeah, is a dope movie. It's I mean, a dope it was movie.
3: like the talk of last summer.
2: Well, we did- weren't doing the show last summer, and the son of a current owner of an NBA franchise didn't no. usurp the GM and fire the head coach I, I, mid-season. I, I totally understand. So I didn't have like the I underst- context with you're. to bring what you're- up my adulation for the movie. I, I just think it's ironic that they told this story already in a motion in a major motion feature film. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And there's always a lot of truth in these movies. <laughs> well, it was about... This the movie might have been based on Nick
3: Rustler. Well, Anthony Edwards, who uh, his his role in that one as kind of the the instigator for the player that uh, if he's a player. We know the players. All I'm talking about the back. No, but I'm saying Anthony yeah. Edwards is uh, you know people are loving Anthony Edwards calling out players for resting too much now. Yeah. So, um, NBA gets back on the floor what tomorrow was the night.
2: Bo, Bo something? What was his name? Oh, Bow Nose? It was something Bow something. It was a great movie, by the way. <laughs>
3: Did you just turn it on the other night? Like he, is it, it is really fresh in your mind.
2: But <laughs> I was reading the backstory By the on way, the Hawks. I was like, I've seen this before. If you, if you had, can you imagine some twenty-seven-year-old who's the son of the guy that actually did all the work and made all the money to buy the team comes in and tells you, "You're fired."
3: If, if you had an extensive talk about last summer's Netflix movie Hustle uh, on your bingo card today, uh, congratulations. <laughs>
2: Bo Cruz. Hey, Nick, I'm going to just tell you this. If you see Nate out in public, walk the other way, man. Walk the other way.
3: (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, So once again, we're going to talk some NFL coming up in just a little bit. Uh, The Lamar Jackson situation. We will get back to college basketball. Not a great slate, uh, but uh, some intriguing spots. And and we got to get to the latest on the Alabama situation uh, Nate Oates, uh, yikes! Uh, that uh, that whole situation. And that's a
2: strange development. Down so there. we
3: will uh, we will talk to Rob Doster from the field of 68 at the bottom of uh, of this hour. But uh, real quickly before we hit a break, we talked about it in the uh, in the second hour of the show. Uh, just the Derek Carr, you know, where he ultimately could land um, if the Jets. The question I have is okay. The Jets really want either Rodgers or Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. If I'm Derek Carr and we've already had a Jets fan tweet you, they don't want him. I mean, I don't that's blame what, him. That's what you're going to deal with. Okay. So Derek Carr's like, I don't want to deal with that nonsense. I'm going to get the
2: same money at Carolina and New Orleans. I'm going to go there. And then Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. does he want to go to the Jets? Let's talk about this on the other side because I got a very interesting opinion on if I was a GM of the Jets. 30 seconds. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want Derek Carr. All right, so. All he... I know Derek Carr right now is a coach killer. How many coaches did he get fired in Las Vegas and Oakland?
3: Well, Josh McDaniels hasn't been fired yet. So he's on his way. Is that is that a Derek Carr problem or is that a Josh McDaniels problem? We got bench for Jared Stidham. Lamar Jackson. Will he play another game with the Baltimore Ravens? Quadri Ismail, Super Bowl champ from the Baltimore Ravens. He'll join us on the other side. It is Follow the Money. Is follow the money on VSAN. Sports fans, as the football season has wrapped up, as you well know, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for for basketball and hockey. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday hockey first goal insurance, Saturday hockey same game parlay, bet and get weekly pro basketball bet and get, and more. Check out betrivers.com. Or download the BetRivers app. It's a whole new game. Alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is Follow the Money. We're sitting in for Mitch and Polly. And uh, our pleasure to welcome in another Super Bowl champ on that 2000 Ravens team with Ray Lewis and company. And uh, now... The co host of the Purple Pregame Post Game Show on uh, WJZ there in Baltimore. It is Kadri Ismail uh, who joins us right now. You know, Sean, his nickname was The Missile. It was. You would have liked
2: it. Younger brother of The Rocket.
3: My favorite player of all time. My favorite player of
2: all time. Little uh, family cookout, you know, 4th of July, The Rocket and The Missile. You guys.
3: uh, Kadri, are you guys still racing at your ages you guys uh, you get out there you, you you pull one leg up and race your uh, older brother the thing is
5: I do sports performance training and like my clientele goes from six years old all the way up to 84 year olds and I promise you like the, the little rug some dudes be like I can beat you. I could beat you. I'm like, bruh, bring your dad in. Can you beat your dad? No. Well, I can I can run circles around your dad. So go ahead and sit down and do
3: what I tell you to do. Sean, would you have mind and throwing to a guy nicknamed the missile? Just drop back. Hey, and I, I would
2: have loved the opportunity. Uh <laughs> at the time when I was a quarterback for Tampa, all of our resources were on the Hall of Fame side of the ball. Boy, um. <laughs> <laughs>
5: You yeah, had the 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 levels. You yeah, had one at the D line, couple at the linebacker. Now you got two up there, and
2: Rondé getting his uh his invite into the hall. My goodness, that was a squad. Think about this, uh, Cardi. How like just think about getting drafted into a team where there are five Hall of Famers: Tony Dungy, Orick Dunn, hmm. Derek Brooks, hmm. John Lynch, now Rondé Barber, and I think Simeon Wright <laughs> should be in at some point as well. So hopefully that'll be six. And I mean Mike Allstar is a different evaluation cuz he kind of wasn't a tailback but I mean if you if a fullback can get in he deserves to get in as well.
5: I tell you what it it was amazing how Tony had you know assembled you guys because I know before it was Tampa Bay was always looked down upon it was like an easy win on the schedule there wasn't a lot of discipline but I think you know, once Warren Sapp got aboard, and then obviously from Derek Brooks and everybody, and you know, John Lynch was amazing in his own right. I think it it kind of started, you know, to to change the culture and the mindset, and he got rid of those doggone nasty creamsicles. Man, goodness! Don't you? <laughs> hey, there will be no
2: Buckle Blue slander <laughs> on Father <laughs> Money this morning, okay? Because <laughs> if, if we if we want to talk about organizational issues, let's get to the topic that's at the forefront of almost every national sports talk platform. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Give us an update, and then I'm going to give you my opinion, and then you tell me if my opinion is correct or not. Can we get an update on where we currently sit between the two?
5: Here is here's, here's the biggest thing that I think we are, are seeing Lamar Jackson does not have an agent and it is driving people mad because there is no leaking of information. And between he and his mom, they are like, like just, they're a vault. They do not allow any information out. They have been in, in lockstep on the same page. So bottom line is the, the latest is we don't really fully know other than the speculation, of the insiders trying to speculate because they don't have anything to really speculate on and be accurate with. And they're trying to be the first person to say, Oh, it's going to be Atlanta. That's going to go ahead and trade for them. No, 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 no. We can see a, a major deal elsewhere. Well, where else can he go? And then you start to see all these other teams start to materialize that in my opinion, I think Lamar Jackson is going to be a Raven. I think Eric DaCosta is still trying to figure out the, the numbers of it all, but Steve Ashanti, last year at the owners meeting basically was like look I think the the Deshaun Watson contract was an outlier I think Deshaun Watson spurned the uh, Browns and then all of a sudden he comes back to them and acts like it's you know okay what do you guys got for me and in desperation they threw out a total guaranteed contract that in his mind, he feels as an outlier. He's the guy that really ultimately is going to be the decision maker as far as whether or not they're going to get him a contract. And I think that's where it's at. That's the impasse that we're at. And there's no real new news other than the Ravens got an offensive coordinator that I think will go really well with Lamar Jackson's skill sets.
2: I agree with that. And we have Kadri Ishmael, Hill, NFL analyst, uh, on Follow the Money this morning. Uh, I, I thought there was a turn as far as Lamar Jackson and how he presents himself. Uh, Did not play another game after December 4th. I had always felt like he came off as a team first guy, willing to do whatever for the organization and his teammates. That seemed to change, uh, culminating with him not going to Cincinnati for the playoff game. Is he ready to hold out? The one interesting thing about being franchised is because you aren't actually under contract if you don't sign it. They can't fine you for not showing up. Is he prepared to sit out and turn this into a, okay, let's see who blinks first situation as we get into next year?
5: Great point. And again, here's my retort on that. He is so flippant unconventional because we saw what he did last year. He could have played hardball and not uh, show up for, for uh, well, he did show up for the one mini camp, but when it came to, uh, the mandatory he showed up and he was ready to go. And then all the other organized team activities, he's like, no, I don't need to be there. I'm working on my game. And so he came into camp ready to go. He was, you know, put on a little bit more muscle he was slinging a ball around doing his thing. So I think for Lamar and, and what he's about, he realizes that he has a passion to play football. He has a passion to be one of the greats of all time. He wants to put himself and this organization in a position to, to win a championship, clearly in his division, Joe Burrow kind of set the bar uh, or reset the bar, if you will, now that you know, Ben Roethlisberger is no longer with the Steelers. And I think that that kind of fuels Lamar Jackson. With all that said, though, yes, you're right. He doesn't have to sign the franchise tag. He won't have to necessarily worry about some of the issues when it comes to fines and all the other you know, minutiae of the business side. But I'm curious as to the competitor in him. How is he going to look at it when it comes to getting with Moncton or Monken, excuse me, and getting with the way in which they're going to run their offense and who are going to be the new draft choices that they're going to have and uh, how's this team going to look? I think that, in my mind, him as a competitor, that's what's going to fuel him, not necessarily the pure, you know, dollars. Uh, Of the contract and and how to 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 negotiate with Eric Costa, the general manager.
2: And uh, in my opinion, I think Lamar Jackson has played his last game as a Baltimore Raven. And and Uh here's why: because I think this contract negotiation is about more is more about Baltimore saying we're not Cleveland, and not what is Lamar Jackson worth. And Lamar is saying, listen. The price of the brick is the price of the brick. This is what Deshaun got. I'm a better, more accomplished player than Deshaun. That's the base ground for what I want to get. And if Baltimore is unwilling to do what they think Cleveland did, and I understand they look at that ownership group as not being of the same ilk as them. There's somebody else out there who will, whether it be Carolina, whether it be Atlanta, whether it be the Jets, there's somebody that will give Lamar exactly what he's looking for. I think he's played his last game as a Raven.
5: Here's the one thing I'll say along those lines that makes this even more interesting. Jalen Hurts. Jalen, certainly, he surpassed all expectations. He put himself in a position of of the seat of power when it comes to contract negotiations. What is his contract going to look like? Because then I know Eric DaCosta, if it is blown out the water and if it's close to or surpassing Deshaun Watson – well, now the bar has truly been set, and it's like, look, it ain't about Cleveland. It's about the NFL, and it's about how y'all you know, put up the programming of doing business. And so for Lamar Jackson, that's leverage. You look at, uh, like, again, Joe Burrow, he's going to be coming up for contract extension. You look at your boy uh, Herbert out there in, in uh, Los Angeles, he's going to be coming up for contract extension. So there are going to be some dudes that are going to be like, yo, we're, we're well – Past what Deshaun Watson and what Cleveland has done as franchise players, what are you going to do for us? And I think that's where Lamar Jackson also can be in a position where, yeah, he has more leverage, which I guess to your point, when it says from a trading aspect of things, Baltimore is like, look, you know, here's our numbers, here's what we got from a business aspect of things, you know, we know our market. We know what we, we, we can bear, if you will. And, there, yeah, there, there is that potential to be traded.
3: Well, it's going to be a fascinating great offseason. Stuff, Kadri. Kadri, great stuff. We really appreciate the insight.
5: I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you.
3: The missile. Kadri Ismail. What a dope check him out. <laughs> Badass. WJZ, uh, he does the postgame show on WJZ in Baltimore. We're talking college hoops with Rob Doster next. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And new customers can bet $5 and win $150 in bonus bets if your team wins on a pregame Moneyline bet. Download the app and use promo code VSEN when you sign up. Available to play in select states. Must be 21. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for full details. Alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We're sitting in for Mitch and Pauly here on Follow the Money. Mitch and Pauly back on Monday morning and uh, a exciting night of College Hoops last night. Decent night tonight. Uh, the game that I'm fascinated in, UConn and Providence. Uh, our next guest will be there in the flesh. Rob Doster from the group, uh, the field of 68, joining us right now. Longtime College Hoops uh, reporter. Rob, before we get to games on the floor, and this particular team does have a game to play tonight against South Carolina. Uh, can you give us the latest on on what is going on uh, at the with with Alabama? Obviously, the unfortunate circumstance where you know someone lost their life. Darius Miles uh, is is now uh, in the process of being charged uh, with murder, and now Brandon Miller, their stud freshman, has kind of been uh, implicated or put part of. Uh, this situation. Nate Oates didn't really help out the matter yesterday, so what is the latest from your understanding with what is going on with the Crimson Tide basketball program right now?
6: I mean, the biggest thing is that was just a bafflingly tone-deaf statement that that Nate Oates made at the press conference. Um, Wrong place, wrong time when your player is accused of bringing uh, a loaded weapon to a place in the time when 23 uh, year old mother lost her life because of that weapon. It's just, you, you cannot, uh, just, I cannot believe he said uh, what he said at that press conference last night. And I think he knows he messed up. But um, between that and saying that you called Ray Lewis to help you have the conversation and, and figure it out, like why he needs a PR person badly. I don't know what he's doing. Um, as far as the situation itself is concerned, I'm not necessarily surprised that Brandon Miller has kept playing. Uh, I think what you do in this situation, if you're a coach, is you pass the buck, right? You call your boss, you call your athletic director, you call the the legal team around the program, and you basically say, what do I do with this situation? Do I play this kid? Do I not play this kid? Can I play this kid? Should I not play this kid? Um, And he's probably being told uh, by the people above him what to do in this situation. You pass the buck, you find a way to get it off of your shoulders. That's the way that you protect yourself as a coach. Uh, I think that's why we saw Greg Hire at New Mexico State when he had that situation with Mike Peake earlier in the year. Um, It's why he did not get fired and not lose his job in that specific situation because he basically called his boss and said, What do you want me to do? Okay, I'll do it. That way you pass the buck. That way you don't get in trouble. You can't uh, have any of the blame for it. Um, That's what they teach you to do in those situations. I just, for me, I find it very difficult as a person to uh, play a player. That made every wrong decision in that situation, right? If you get a call from a friend of yours that you can reasonably assume was drinking, about being in a situation like that in an altercation, um, and he's asking you to bring a weapon with him, uh, the assumption that you can probably make is there's kind of some some kind of situation happening where you probably don't want to get involved. You you have a chance to be a top five pick. We're like what are you even doing? Um, blocking people in, blocking people with your call. It's just it's it's a stunningly uh, it's a stunning lack of decision making for a guy that had so much in front of him. I just I can't believe that, that Brandon Miller did that. I can't believe the way that Nado's handled this situation. It, everything about it is sad. Um, and not the least of which is the fact that there's a five year old child that now doesn't have a mother in his life.
2: Yeah, sad situation all around. Uh, if you're an Alabama basketball fan, the last thing you want to be doing or hearing is your, your program compared to what's going on at New Mexico State. So. You know, hopefully there's clarity that's found there. Uh, I'm not there, so I tend when I'm on the outside looking in not to be too opinionated because uh, think about the opinions people had when this was initially brought to light and Brandon Miller and Nate Oates' involvement was not even mentioned. So sometimes we just don't have the full story. Standing in this conference, though, and I know we got some games we want to get to, Rob, if not Alabama, if this is something that's going to derail their season, then who? Because surprisingly it's the Aggies who've gotten really hot in 2023 who are sitting in second place. Are you a believer in the guys down in College Station, or do you think it's someone else that will emerge as the cream of the crop if it's not the Crimson Tide?
6: I think it's probably Texas A&M. I mean, look, Buzz is a very, very good coach, and it takes him a little while to get get things rolling. But we saw what happened at Virginia Tech when he finally got it rolling. Um, They ended up being one of the best teams in the ACC. It took him five years to get there, but he got there. Same thing with this Texas AM team. He's got all guys, he's got guys that have been in this program for a while. He's got guys that he likes to coach. Like, for example, Tyrese Radford, essentially a six foot two, hundred ninety-five-pound power forward in this program. Um, I mean, they're they're very, very good. And I did not necessarily see this coming after they started the season six and five with losses to Murray State and to Wofford at home. Um, what I will say is this though. I think a lot of their success and a lot of the fact that they're sitting here right now, 13 2 in the SEC, has to do with the fact that the SEC kind of stinks this year, right? Auburn is not what we thought that they were going to be this year. Arkansas has been missing players left and right. They finally got Nick Smith back. It kind of looks like they're turning the corner, but um, they have not been great this season. Kentucky obviously has not lived up to the expectations. Tennessee is a team, they got great metrics. I just, I do not trust them. At all, I don't think that they can score. I don't think they have the firepower offensively. I think that they are uh, they're a little bit inflated because of the fact that they beat some teams by like 60 points earlier this year. Um, and I don't trust Missouri either. Like, I, I just don't think the SEC is very good outside of Alabama, which is why you're seeing a team like Texas A&M, who like they're fine, but they're kind of just fine, right? They're, there's nothing about them that really scares you all that much. That's how you get that team to 13-2 to and two in a conference.
3: We're talking to Rob Doster. You could follow him on Twitter at Rob, D A U S T E R, and Field of 68. If you're a College Hoops fan, and you're not following Field of 68. You're, you're doing it wrong, folks. Uh, and Rob is going to be in person tonight at the UConn Providence game, our Ooh. only top 25 showdown on the schedule. And, you know, Rob, sometimes you look at a line, and Sean knows this, and maybe I, I just. I. I, I I get in trouble doing things like this, but it, it looks too glaringly obvious. Ed Cooley thrives as an underdog. They're 7-1 against the spread the last eight games as an underdog this season. They're catching 7.5 here. It feels like a big old number, so I, I almost feel like it's a trap. What do you see tonight, the game that you'll be attending, Providence and UConn, with a total of 142.5? What
6: I'll say is this. This game's going to be at Gamble. UConn has two home courts. One of them is in Hartford, which is about 45 minutes away from campus, and the other one that is their on campus facility, Gamble Pavilion. This is going to be one of the whiteout nights. Everybody's got to wear white. It's $2 beer night Ooh. at Gamble Pavilion. So the locals are going to be, uh, be, be well sauced, right? And they also moved up senior night to be able to have it coincide with this game and this matchup because it's so important to them to be able to get a win here. Uh, So it is going to be loud. It's going to be raucous. That is going to be um, a brutal environment. And it's a game where UConn has like all of the incentive here, right? They're trying to avoid um, getting stuck as the the sixth seed in the biggest tournament because if you have a sixth seed, you don't get a bye. Uh, It's a little bit of a revenge game because Providence has kind of owned them the last couple of years. Um, But the matchup, I just, I do not love this matchup for UConn at all. The way that you beat UConn, is you attack them at the four spot, you take advantage of Alex Caravan, a freshman uh, who's not the greatest defender. He's gotten better. He's not great. Um, and Providence has the best player in the Big East, who might so just so have him be the best four man in college basketball, and Bryce Hopkins. Uh, that is that's ideal for them. Um, they also have a very good on ball defender at the point in Devin Carter. Uh, and if you can kind of take away Tristan Newton's ability to create off the bounce. It eliminates a lot of what UConn wants to do offensively. Seven and a half is way too big here. It kills me to say it, but I think you got to be on Providence.
3: All right, Providence catching seven and a half total of 142 and one forty-two and a half. <laughs> Scott Van Pelt last night joked on on his Sports Center. He goes, every Big East game is
2: sixty-four, sixty-four at the some worst, point. worst, the worst basketball league in America. <laughs> what are you to watch?
3: talking about?
2: Just go on. Did man. you we watch Mark? We only Craig got a minute night? and a half left. You just have. These I want to hear Rob's opinion on these uh, other games.
3: Your your team plays in the <laughs> ACC. Notre Dame's in that conference. Good Lord. Uh, Rob, Kentucky taking on Florida. Kentucky coming off their big win. We only got a minute here. Uh, initially, I thought, ooh, letdown spot for Kentucky. However, no Colin Castleton for Florida is just enormous. Oscar Sheebway was really shut down by Castleton last time they played. So uh, Kentucky lay in three on the road at Florida. Uh, anything you like here in this spot?
6: I, I really like Kentucky in this spot. Kentucky's getting healthy. I think Coach Cal has kind of figured it out, and you hit it on the head. Colin Castleton is one of the most irreplaceable players uh, in college basketball. He's an all-American caliber center, um, and they don't have someone behind them. What he can do defensively, the way that he can kind of uh, operate and drop coverage, it just erases a lot of mistakes. Not having him is a game-changer for Florida, and I, I, look, I think Kentucky's kind of figured this thing out. I think they got it going. The big thing with them is going to be health. But uh, you know, it's it's. The, I think that they're trending in the right direction. I'm in on Kentucky at this point.
3: You can follow him on Twitter at Rob Doster. All the work they do over at the Great Field stuff, of 68. Rob. Great stuff, as always, Rob. Enjoy the game tonight,
6: Sean. I need you to stop hating on my Big East, man. <laughs> That's, I don't want... terrible basketball, man. He's
2: just it's like ma- watching the 40 and over league at your local YMCA. Oh man, it's
3: terrible. Terrible. It's <laughs> what I have to deal with day in and day out. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, tools like our betting splits, Deep dive betting reports, vSIN Betting Guides for the biggest games of the season, where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vSyn.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only 9 dollars Vsin.com slash subscribe.
4: The guy has an algorithm to determine the winner of any given college basketball game.
2: Someone gives you 10000 to one on anything. You take it. Take it. Take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get
3: you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. No, nope. five to one. No, nope. ten to one. You're right. Awesome. All right. Let's get to a little in-pocket here. I'll start with a recap of last night. Virginia Tech a loser did not follow the trend apparently we need to stop fading Miami 30 and 10 unranked home favorites against ranked teams when they're not named Miami Miami is 4-0 as a ranked team on the road against an unranked favorite so stop fading Miami Michigan State first half came home. Michigan State full game came home. I split the unit up there. So all in all last night, that is a minus 0.3 evening. So uh, we need to do better. We will do better. Still scouring the board. But the one game I'm going to land on right now is Wake Forest catching six on the road at NC State. A little revenge aspect. These two teams played just three weeks ago. NC State got the best of Wake Forest winning by two, a game where Wake Forest blew a late lead. And I also, as you know, Sean, like to fade teams off of big wins. NC State just beat Big Bro North Carolina over the weekend. They were a short favorite, massive win for Kevin Keats' squad. They win that game in what was an incredible environment down there in Raleigh so I think this could be a little bit of a letdown factor I'll take the six with Wake Forest here in this spot a couple other games I'm looking at New Mexico Jalen House is back they're catching six on the road at Boise State haven't played that one yet and uh, after listening to Rob Doster I think UConn first half could be worth a look mentioning that it's senior night it's at Gamble Pavilion on the campus there of Yukon. It's $2 beer night. I don't know. Little revenge factor. I think you get to get an amped up Yukon team, but right now, only official one I will roll with Wake Forest Catching Six on the road at NC State. V slash picks, by the way. If you wanna. Uh, keep up to date on all our picks that come in. Uh, as for picks, I know Sean's got a lot of them. Sean, Sean, what do you got?
2: Well, I didn't get any credit for last night, but I did have the Chicago Blackhawks plus over $2. I thought it was a tough scheduling spot for the Vegas Who'd Knights. let know? Well, I was on the show yesterday. I was sick.
3: Did you did you let someone know for VC.com uh, slash picks? I,
2: I did not. Oh, okay. I did put together did, a did, nice what about your little Twitter account. Moneyline. line. I, Twitter jinxes me. Anytime I post plays on Twitter, mm. it, it always goes against me, so I don't do that anymore. Um I did put together a little three-team parlay, Moneyline, and actually won Missouri Moneyline, East Carolina Moneyline, and Michigan State Moneyline. But I did miss the other uh, Moneyline parlay. I went 0 for 3 on that one. I had a. Uh, Uh, Baylor who lost, I had Air Force who lost, and I had Virginia Tech. And I was really disappointed Virginia Tech one because what's a Hokie? Shouldn't even be betting the Hokies. It's a really small card tonight in the NHL, so Puck Stradamus only has three games. Again, I'm used to being on my show from 3 to 6 Pacific, 6 to 9 Eastern, which I will know when that show kicks off what goalies are actually in net for the night. So I may have some hockey plays via Puck Stradamus later on this evening. I have a couple college basketball games I'm leaning to, but haven't made a final decision yet. What do you think about the fighting Patrick Ewens? By the way, doubled their conference win total this year by winning a whopping two games, coming off another conference win versus Butler. They also St. John's coming down to D.C. Can I sell you on a little Hoya magic? No. Okay.
3: You can go ahead and do it.
2: I'm just asking.
3: I'm 1-0 on Georgetown this year, and I'll retire on that. By the way, uh, they've had this graphic up there for two minutes. Yeah. yeah.
2: I, I definitely – not a 0 <laughs> I definitely do like Kentucky tonight. I mean, Florida without Castleton, I just don't know how they score no points. I see the line. I know what it's sitting at. I just – I'm not touching that. Yeah. Line has gone down. Josh tonight. Applebaum likes Florida in well, this spot. Line has gone down, by the way. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely playing the under 140. By the
3: way, uh, for those you who didn't know, uh, as Sean you know, once again let us know, uh, he was on the Blackhawks last night. I didn't tell you that I had a Texas, Kansas State, Marquette, Texas A&M, Villanova, Michigan State, was San I, Diego State, on Missouri yesterday? State, Pittsburgh, Missouri, VCU, Richmond, Eastern Michigan, Toledo, Moneyline Parlay. Hey, I didn't tell you about that. I hit
2: Napoli in the Champions League soccer yesterday, too, but I wasn't on the show. So, I mean, hey. At. <laughs> At Real Sean King is a Twitter feed. So,
3: vcincom slash picks. Just
2: some context for the follow the money crowd.
3: Oh, I also had Buffalo, I am, Ball State, Ohio, Miami me, me of Ohio, and this. Robert he's been, Morris.
2: He's been a bad in person a money right now. Which he does, you know, at an extremely high level. Uh, anytime I tweet out my plays, it always goes bad. If I just give them out on our shows, it goes really good. Is, is that not correct? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely quick. I mean, I could
3: check so all your I plays at decent.com slash picks and see so how you do it. I feel
2: like my, my tweeted, when I tweet plays, is like my kryptonite, so mm-hmm. I don't do it.
3: So text our producer and you'll put them on the website.
2: Well, uh, I did not have the number of yesterday's producer. We had someone new. You, you could produce Britton. Uh, Dustin, Dustin was uh, out on vacation. Mm-hmm. I did not have yesterday's producer's cell phone. You could have texted Britton. could have texted me. I could have. Yeah. But, no, I know, you know. Well, first of all, I wasn't up yesterday at 4 to 7 a.m., so when I did. What time did like, the game start? The 4 p.m. Oh, like, okay. Uh, so you, s- you slept all day? No. By the
3: way, thanks for letting me know about your great hit on the Blackhawks. That yeah. It would have been nice to have a plus plus. You don't always
2: follow Pucks Redonis, though, so that hurts my feelings. Like, oh. when I give you plays, you know I'm, like, the best hockey handicapper in the entire continental U.S., and I give you hockey plays and I don't a bit of hockey.
3: I mean, maybe if you had told me, Blackhawks right side plus two fifty, maybe I would have. Maybe I would have rolled. Maybe when I, maybe when I send you my plays we'll see, go for college for basketball, you could have responded. Well, how with, about this? The hey, Black- I got the Blackhawks.
2: I haven't, I haven't finally made this bet, but I definitely think the Stars are capable of covering minus two and a half tonight.
3: <laughs> oh, I also had a money line parlay on Texas Tech, Arkansas, it's Utah State, Fresno dope. State, and it closed out with Nevada. I didn't tell you though. And I didn't put it on the website. Does anybody
2: have the email to the HR hit Visa? And this is a real uncomfortable work environment. In Pocket is presented by
3: Bet Rivers, (laughs) your hometown sports book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern at betrivers.com. I also had over Grand Canyon team total last night. They beat uh, Park University of Gilbert 111 to 38.
2: Okay. (laughs)
3: Come on, Wake Forest, the Demon Deeks. Let's make it happen tonight. Uh, is
2: that your Alamo tonight? You're, you're, you're...
3: I need the Demon Deeks. Let's all make right. it happen. I, there might be a couple other added. Once again, com slash picks. Uh, not just our picks, all of our guests who come on our shows. It's all aggregated there, so, uh, so oh, make sure I to check that Oh, I do have one
2: in-pocket play. I forgot. But well, it wasn't my play, but I got it from our first guest today, Josh Applebaum. He likes Tulane getting 14 and a half tonight playing Houston. Uh, Houston's first in the American Athletic Conference, but Tulane's actually second. So he thinks Tulane has a shot to potentially win outright, but definitely to cover the 14-and-a-half under Ron Hunter, who's doing an excellent job down there in Nolan. So I do have that actual play that I've already made. But I got that from Josh Applebaum. That wasn't one of mine. All right. Good for you. Good for you. I would play Wake Forest if they hadn't fired Danny Manning.
3: <laughs> is, is So when... Coaching. Let me just ask you this, because you coached at a high level, right, right, in South Florida. Is winning important? It really is. Okay, I just, I just was curious. And when as you go eleven and 20, 13 and 18, 13 and eighteen, see, uh, you got better? Do you believe you should keep your job? Uh-huh. So you, so you're gonna go stump for uh, Patrick Ewing at Georgetown, huh? Rome was went, went from went from zero to two this year hey, in conference it's wins. It's an
2: improvement. It's an improvement, man. <laughs> Gotta
3: have patience. <laughs> That it's year six for Patrick Ewing. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to play Georgetown tonight?
2: I'm thinking about it. Godspeed. You're, you're a stronger man than I am. Probably not, because I actually like St. John's. I, I probably won't go against the Johnnies tonight. The
3: uh, the battle of who will get Rick Pitino.
2: That's, that's, that's who is...
3: <laughs> That's hey, the showdown the Louisville tonight. Looks,
2: Louisville should tuck their pride in their back pocket and invite old Ricky P. back down to Kentucky <laughs> to get that program fixed. I
3: mean, the old 4 and 24 Louisville Cardinals, who, Jeez. by the way, shouts to Louisville. I think they've covered their last four games. Great teams, uh, good teams win, great teams cover. Uh, it was fun. Thanks to Josh Applebaum, Jeff Seely, Rob Doster, Kadri, Ismail, for Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. This has been Follow the Money. Enjoy your Wednesday.
5: Here are three reasons Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths.
1: from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do
0: when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?